0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. This is Shelby, your host, and today I'm interviewing Katie Gross, the founder of Lash Artist Box, which is a lash subscription box. You guys know I love the concept, so of course I had to have her on the show. She's absolutely killing it, in my opinion. She's the definition of a lash boss, so... I'm excited for you guys to hear and get to know her. Before we get started, I did wanna make a quick announcement. I added two new course dates to my course schedule. So if you guys wanna fly to Austin, Texas to take one of my classes, flights to Austin are always really reasonable. And then also I have a promo code for you since you are a listener. If you enter in Lash Boss Radio into the promo code section, you'll get 15% off of a course with me. So that only lasts through the end of March. So make sure you take advantage of that. There is a course in April, there's some this summer, so I hope to see you in a class soon. We'll go to dinner, it'll be a fun time, and if you do want to host me out of state, I can absolutely do that as well. I've been doing that for a while, so if you're interested in hosting, let me know, and we can talk about that as well. So without further ado, here is Katie's interview. Okay, Katie, so just walk me through like the start of your career in this industry. Like, why did you get into it?
1: So long story short, I got into it because my mom told me. But the, the longer version is I had always been an entrepreneur without even realizing it. When I was in middle school, I was that girl that sold blow pops for a quarter apiece, really for no other purpose than just to come home and like recap my money, like is that was it not scrooge mcduck who is the guy who like always counted his money and had like mountains of gold oh, points.
0: i know who you're talking about but i don't know the name either it might have been scrooge
1: yeah i feel like that sounds right mm-hmm. yeah and just swimming in all the, the money for no other reason than just to say like i did it so even people now if they run into me they're like hey you were the kid i used to buy on my blow pops from you after lunch I'm like yeah. <laughs> And I got to the point I, I raised like $200 and then I'm like, I don't know what to do with the money. I just like to do it. So I ended up, this is really nerdy, bought a, one of those like baby looks, live feels from a local store and I bought it. I was in middle school. I had no reason buying a baby doll, but I had wanted it my whole life. And so that was kind of like my first introduction into just business and having a business and and making money. And then by the time I got to high school, I was so dead set on becoming a fashion designer. And I got this shows the times too. I love the nineties. I wanted to design clothing for destiny's child, like whole sketchbook of all the clothes that like Beyonce and Kelly were going to wear. Um, but I knew their mom did it. So I'm like, well, shoot, there goes that job. Also into photography and just anything creative, but everyone kept saying like, Oh, it's so hard to get into. You'll never make it you know, it's super competitive, the fashion industry, you know, these girls will rip you to shreds. And at that point in time, I'm like, I can't do that. I just want everyone to like me. Mm -hmm. So I backed out of college, um, had all my courses scheduled. I was going to go for fashion design. And my mom was like, what about beauty school? And I was like, no mom, like they don't make any money. Their hair is fried. (laughs) No, but I had never really been to like a nice salon. We went to like, you know, best cuts or great clips, wherever it was like a coupon. And we I would get my hair cut like once a year. So it was just never really on my radar. I didn't even know the difference between a manicure and a pedicure. Like that's how in a bubble I was. So my mom's thing was humor me, just try it and humor me. So I'm like, all right, I'll do it for a month. And if I hate it, we'll figure out plan B. I was really young. I actually would have started college. My birthday's not till the end of September. So I would have started college at 17. And so I think I was just so like behind everybody. I must have been a whiz kid when I was a little because they threw me in school really quick. Mm-hmm. And then by like my teen years, it cut off with me. But anyway, so I went to beauty school and loved it. I didn't end up going and getting a an associate's degree in business. I think it was like six months after I started working in a salon. Because at that point, I'm like, "Ooh, I want my own salon. I want to be the boss. I want to call the shots. But didn't really know what that looked like. Yeah. Um, and I was fortunate enough to work in some really well-oiled machines and some very slow and sometimes fast sinking ships. So, And I'm sure you've <laughs> worked in those places too and you realize like, I, I don't know. I feel like it's not rocket science, mm-hmm. but present, and you have to ask for help and understand things and be educated on the things that you don't understand. So, I got that, and then um, I ended up getting married. My husband works for Goodyear Tire, so his job moved us to Nashville, a suburb of. And I was fortunate enough to work in a top two hundred salon salon as a hairstylist. Um, I was a senior stylist. It was wonderful. They're always the top 200 salon. They've been at the curious business. So it was great to work at a place who had a really good infrastructure. And then we moved back to Ohio, lost my hair clientele again and thought, oh my gosh, this is so frustrating. Like by now we had a child, like I have to build up a hair clientele again. But when I was in Tennessee, that's when lashes really started to take off. And I had coworkers. I'm like, why do I just want to like gaze into your eyes for hours at a time? why do you look so beautiful? And they're like, oh, lashes. So everything that I do has to be very well thought out. My husband is very type A. I am very type B. I can be type A when I need to be, but I would much prefer not to be. So everything I do has to be very well thought out and basically save my husband the most amount of money I possibly can. Mm -hmm. I had to present to take my first lash course. I presented to the owner of that salon you know, Hey, this is what I want to do. I want to train. And this is how much money it could make you in return. At that point in time, nobody had done lashes in that salon. And I think I'd only worked there maybe a month. And she was like, sure, let's do it. I think that sounds great. So I was immediately hated by everybody in the salon because they're like, really? I've worked here for 10 years and she never has paid for anything. I'm like, well, tell her how you would make her more money because everybody's money driven. So I took my first course and that was it. I built up a clientele there within a year. And long story short, I've been doing lashes since 2014. And I would say at this point, probably 90% of my business is all lashes. I still do hair. I think I would probably cry if I couldn't do hair anymore. I mean, you know how lashes are.
0: Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. So... And now you're thinking about owning or opening up a studio and so on. Yes. So um, that has been the goal,
1: you know, for almost 15 years since I started in the industry. Mm-hmm. And um, I got the business degree and I tried to set everything up so that I couldn't fail. And then I married my husband. And again, he's like, I just I don't know if now's the time. I'm not sure. Now we're having babies and now we got to move. And. Like, dude, it, the time is now. We got to get moving. So the goal is to open the salon in the spring, which that's a headache and a half. I'm sure everybody knows that. Just mm-hmm. the legal mumbo jumbo and setting up your systems and procedures and going mm-hmm. over your numbers and figuring out what kind of salon culture you want to have. And right now I'm in the thick of dealing with the landlord who it takes a good week or two to get any response from him mm-hmm. with a lease. So fingers crossed it'll it'll happen in the um, spring.
0: Yeah, that's exciting. I remember when I opened the Pink Lady Lash, like first location, it was, I didn't expect it to be so fast and so hard from day one. Like the second you get that lease, it's like from that day forward, you are just a different person and your life is just different. And you have to worry about so many different things that you've never had to think about before. And But I appreciate you, like, before, you know, we started recording, like, we're talking about, I don't know, you're kind of feeling out different pay structures and trying to figure out what's best for you. And a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people just, like, assume that they know already and they don't really look around for, like, more information. And it really gets people into hot water. Um, So... I really think that um, you should look into team-based pay before you even open because now that like my team has converted, when I go to conferences or something, there's a few people that like haven't even opened their doors yet. And they're like at that conference or like at the thing, like learning how to do it. And I'm like, I wish I did that. Like, I wish that I would have known about this back then, but Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's really cool. You're really driven and it shows and well, I was saying too, you need to come on and do your own, an episode just on team-based pay. And I
1: think Paul is—I he actually was kind enough to speak to me for like an hour, month about it. And it was really kind of eye-opening. Yeah, I've gone back and forth with it, but I think it's kind of, it's good to know the different pay structures out there and you know, kind of adjust and figure out what
0: works best for you and for your business. Right, exactly. I think the biggest thing is like, it's almost, it's not so much even like the pay, it's more so like the mindset too, that you're promoting and like the future that you're promoting. So like with commission, you're promoting the fact that once they have gotten themselves like 90% booked, they're going to, they may get burnt out. And then how are they going to make more money? Like, cause you sure as heck as aren't going to be able to afford like a higher commission at, at a certain point. So, like, team-based pay is cool because it's, like, an unlimited earning potential because it's based off of, like, the growth of the entire company, which is crazy. It's really right. cool. But, yeah. Yeah. And I
1: this too like, I've worked in salons. <laughs> I worked in one where I came in and they're, like, well, how much do you want to charge for your services? I'm, like, what do you mean? Well, you just set your own prices and, like, how much do you want commission? I'm, like, really? Uh, 60%?
0: Yeah.
1: It's our 60 bucks, which at that point, was, you know, mm-hmm. I was worth it, but... That place I knew years before, and now they're closed. And they had been around many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, it was ran only on Groupon's the spa side. Hair was still there. I get nervous. When I hear people giving away sixty percent commission as an employee. That's wonderful. Heck yeah, I'm like rolling in the money. So I, as an owner, it just it, you can't you can't run a business like that.
0: I see so many people like. I don't know, I guess maybe they mean well, but I think their their tactic to keep employees or to get employees is to be like, take whatever you want or like what what like what do you want to in order to come work here? And you should be creating just like we do for our clients, we create the value, right? Ourselves. Like we set our prices and we create the value to match accordingly. But like you should be attracting a certain type of employee as well and not have to like fight for like them to come work for you and like give them like their own say on like how much their services should be. That's that's crazy. But if you do it like that, you're going to I just wish that I could take everyone with me, like filled with so much good information. (laughs) It's like I just like I I can't even I honestly think I'm going to exit all of the forums that I'm in because I can't go on there anymore. Like every day I see something about commission or like starting a salon and it's, and I'm there and I'm trying and I'm like, you should just read about team-based pay. I have no reason to share it other than I really think that it helps people, but it's frustrating because then I have all these other people behind me, like, yeah, so most people do commission. And it's like, yeah, most people do commission, and most people are not making any money doing that. So, like, but it's wild that team based pay can be, it can give every single level more money than commission could give. So, like, a team based pay employee is gonna make more than a commissioned employee. They are, like, they maybe not immediately, but it, like, it may be the exact same immediately, but they'll far surpass it like within six months to a year. And then same with the owner. You're not going to make any money doing commission. I promise you like, okay, maybe that sounds wrong or bad, but it's very hard to make good money as an owner, as a commissioned salon. And then like desk staff, you even make a bonus when your team-based pay. So This is not what our podcast is supposed to be about today, but I just feel like, you know, uh, talking to somebody who aspires to do that, it's like, I just wish I could take all of these people with me to like go learn about team-based pay because it's so eye-opening. And Neil, which is the founder of Strategies, which is, that's like the team-based pay company, Strategies. And he said like, commission is the accepted way in our industry, but what if the accepted way is flawed, which it is. So like I I don't know. I just want people to like think a little more and just do research. Even if it you're not going to use it, just go read about it at least. Because Mm -hmm. you know you can at least take the fact that you need to have like a cash flow plan, like without a doubt, you have to have a budget. You have to have like parameters that you are going to abide by because a lot of owners they don't have anyone above them teaching them things they just they are the person giving the answers to everyone else and they don't they're not held accountable by anything and so a cash flow plan like your budget should be what you're holding yourself accountable to and a lot of people don't do that i was one of those people so anyways
1: girl (laughs) Girl, when i I totally get it. And that's actually one thing that it's a project that's in the works. I haven't figured out exactly how I'm gonna do it. I did create a YouTube channel called Lash Artist Box, but what I want to do is use that as a platform to basically vlog, which that word is to vlog and get on there and talk about what it actually takes to open a salon from start to finish. And I think, A lot of people just see the really pretty Instagram of like, look at us, like sparkles and glitter and everything. And we opened and yay, we're going to do lashes, come and see us. But you don't see the headaches of negotiating a lease and finding a landlord you can trust and, you know, having your numbers set in place and what is your salon culture and what is your education program going to be like and all of these things that go into it. And that's where... I feel like it kind of determines if a salon is going to make it or break it. You have to have that set into place. So my my goal is to feature, you know, lots of just short video clips. I just recorded one the other day where my general contractor just didn't show up to the location. So I'm like, okay, I'll just make a lemonade out of lemons. And I filmed me just going in and showing the spot. So my goal is to get all of that up so people can kind of learn about what it actually takes to open a salon. You should even come on and talk about, you know, team-based pay and just, you know, pros and cons, which it sounds like way more pros than cons mm-hmm. and just kind of educate. So yeah, I that's might cool. be call- featured on Lash Inc Media. We're still talking about that. So that's awesome. Yeah.
0: I think that would be really cool. I, And people that listen to the show at this point where many episodes in, they probably think that I'm like anti owning a salon because I I really talk about it in almost every episode that like, please make sure you know what you're doing or please like look out for X, Y, and Z. But I I am pro. Like, I I do think it's awesome. And I also believe like you're going to do whatever it is you're going to do, like you're, you have a purpose already, I believe. And you all kind of know what it is that you want and you're going to make it happen, but I just don't want it to be difficult on you like it was for me. And that's why I, I talk about my struggles so much, but I think that's cool what you're doing because a lot of people have to figure that out the hard way. And so if they're kind of watching what to look for, that's really cool. And what a statistic. I think it's
1: like 80% of salons fail in the first few years because the owner just doesn't know what they're doing. And I think that's just insane. So I don't want to be another statistic.
0: No. Yeah. And it's not even salon industries. A lot of businesses in general fail within the first couple of years because a lot of it is like lack of the proper capital. When they start out, they start out with what they think they need and it's never enough usually. And if you're not watching you're spinning and if you don't have a budget set in place, you're going to be like, Oh yeah, we can afford that. Oh yeah. We can afford that. And you can't. So (laughs) it's like,
1: and I have to be advocate too of like having a mentor. I have um, a salon mentor and I also have my SBA mentor, which a lot of people don't realize everybody has every County, most every County, unless you're in some random place has a small business association. Is -hmm. that all right. I'm just, I used to say an SBA. But it's free. Our tax dollars pay for it, and all you have to do is just call. They host free classes all the time. That's actually how I met my guy Brian, and um, so we meet. You can meet as often or as little as you want. And he knows how to do
0: everything. Yeah. So I feel like take advantage of what is out there. Yeah, for sure. And like, don't just because you know it's 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 easy to feel that because like you're opening something and like you have people looking up to you and learning from you. You still have to go out and learn too. Like I still go take lash classes all the time. I still go get mentored and coaching and, and stuff too. And it's the best thing for me because if I were to just stop and think that I know everything, I'd probably be out of business by now. Like I truthfully. Forget things that you just learned three days ago too. Yeah, exactly. So you started the Lash Artist Box, which is a brilliant idea. To be honest, I wanted to do a lash subscription box before I did the podcast, and I never did. And then I saw you doing it, and you killed it, and it's so successful, and everyone signed up for it. It seems like so. Tell me about that. Like, how did you get the idea? Where is it at now? How much has it grown and everything? Well, I wanted to do a podcast, and <laughs> about that, so I went with. The, like, we'll just live out each other's dreams.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. Oh my gosh, and it's so. Crazy. It was almost like the perfect storm of how it all came to be. And I know there were, you know, other people who have tried it before. I know um, Louise from Lash Ink magazine had tried it. And I had actually reached out to her before I did anything and said like, hey, heard that you, I didn't even know I had come up with the idea before I even knew anything, but I reached out to her and said, you know, why don't you do it? What again, what were the pros and cons? What did you learn? And then kind of applied it. But so, yeah, so as a subscriber of different boxes myself, like Ipsy and Birchbox and FabFitFun Fun and all these things, <laughs> right? It's so like even my Amazon shipments, I'm like, yes, my triple or my yeah. triple A. My AAA batteries have come in. I got a package. Like, yeah. it's so stupid. Yeah. But I'm excited to get that John package on my doorstep. So I went to the Chicago Beauty Show last April, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And me being so hair-focused, I had never gone to a spa show. And my biggest regret was never getting into lashes. And it never even dawned on me. Oh, I could do that. I was so hair focused. But those were the days, too, where you had to pick up the lashes from the jar and pour them out. And I thought, why the hell? Sorry. Why the heck would anybody want to do that all day long? No, thanks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I thought I'm going to go to this this uh, spa show and see what's out there so I can get in on the trends, you know, before they really take off. And then I ended up taking this all day learning track and for some really good information, I actually met the the um, guy and gal from Lip Gloss and Aftershave. So that's, I've formed a really good relationship with them too. But so I'm sitting there and I took this course and this guy is talking about how memberships are like all the rage. And if you can incorporate memberships in any way, shape or form into your business, having that reoccurring revenue is the way to go. And so I'm, you know, I'm sitting like very closed minded in this class, like, okay, I could probably do like a lash membership in my salon. Like every three weeks I could try. Okay. But I'm like, it's still, it's just, I kept getting this voice in my head. Like it's not big enough. It's that's not big enough. And then something just clicked. And I thought, Holy crap, I have all these vendors downstairs that what if I did a subscription box of, you know, lash products. So I I marched my butt downstairs and totally lied and said, like, I have a lash box. Would you be interested in getting your products into my box? And just to see what their response was. And everyone was really excited about it. The feedback I received was, oh, my gosh, it's so expensive to have a booth at these shows. I mean, thousands, at some over $10,000 at some of these shows. And there's so much commotion. And it's hard to even get these people over to their booths and then to sell them on their products. So I thought, well, the lash box is a great way to get directly in front of your, um, you know, your direct consumer, have them try it out, have them share the information on social media, get their feedback. You know, if you have a new product that you want to launch, launch it in the box and then you get, you know, hundreds of lash artists talking about it. So, yeah. And they're like, well, this is like, do you have a card? I'm like, uh, no, but like, here's my digits. And I was just scribbling my phone number down. <laughs> You're like, sorry, a- I
0: already passed my card out to everyone else, and they really want to get in. So make sure you email me as soon as possible.
1: I would have been smarter. I'm like, oh no, let me just jot down my number. Yeah, of it was such a mess. So, so I went to the hotel that night, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I could be onto something. And so I came home and told my husband, and of course, he's like, no. I think that sounds too risky and you don't know and blah, blah, blah. I need to see numbers and spreadsheets and Excel. And of course, my mind wants to explode because my brain doesn't think like that. So I kind of sat on it for a couple of weeks and reached out to Louise and got in these chat forums. And on Memorial Day, I was like, you know what, I'm going to get on um, two of the big Facebook lash forums and just see if anyone would have an interest and be as excited about it as I am. And I'm, you know, I'm at my in-laws drinking a beer and over the course of the day I'm getting hundreds of responses like, yes, where do I sign up? This is great. And what I found is, and I knew this already you know, being a new lash artist, especially so hair focused and coming into lashes. I didn't know where to begin. I didn't even have an Instagram because I'm old. (laughs) I'm 34, but I feel like I was, I'm the Facebook generation. So I never even thought to get on Instagram and search, you know, lash companies like, duh. But so I would get on these Facebook forums, like an old grandma and be like, where do you guys get your supplies? And you had to trust, you know, that people were telling you the truth and that they weren't some hidden spy just trying to promote, which still happens. Mm-hmm. And we all know humidity changes things. So what works in one state doesn't work in another. And so I was buying all these things full price. You have to wait, you know, a week for them to ship to you. And half the time I'm like, I don't this isn't that great. And maybe it was great for that person, but I don't, I'm not loving it. So I'm like the subscription box is a great way to try different companies. You're not spending hours in these lash forms, trying to stay up with new trends and techniques and all the new information that we're receiving on a daily basis. Like what I learned four years ago is kind of null and void. Now the whole, the whole great, you know, baby shampoo debate and just mix it up and sell it in your salon or the glycerin and can we use glycerin or not is the big debate now too. And all these just new tips and tricks that have come out. If you don't stay up on it, you're, you're out. So I think the subscription box, it just brings all that information directly to them. They can try it. It's bi-monthly. Um, just because I think every month would probably be mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. Cause I still last 32 hours a week in the salon. Um, so for my sanity, it's, we're keeping it every other month for now. Mm-hmm. And the, the feedback has been really great. So Anyway, going back to that day, I'm drinking my beer and I'm getting all these responses. And I told my husband, I'm like, look, look at all these random people I don't even know on Facebook. Like, they think I have a good idea. Why don't you think that? He's like, because it's my money, not their money. <laughs> and so I, I was thinking about it. I'm like, I don't know anything about subscription boxes. Like, he's right. Again, like, you can't do it, you can't do it. Going back to my, you know, high school days. I thought, no, screw this. I I can figure it out. So I started thinking about it. And I have a client whose sister has a very successful adult toy subscription box called Unbound Babe. So if anybody wants to follow her, it's amazing. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to reach out to her and see if she'll like mentor me. Within an hour, I had her on the phone. She talked to me for an hour straight and was super excited and listened to my concerns, which was, you know, I still want to be able to just do it part time and see how it goes and what's like the least risky way of starting it. And so she was so excited. I love girl power and building each other up. I don't understand cattiness and negativity. Like, again, my brain explodes. I just, I can't wrap my head around it. So she kind of directed me of what, you know, how to start. And my first box launched in, I think that was July and I, I can't remember if it shipped in July or August. I think it was August. I sold. I she had told me she's like, just start with ten boxes and see how it goes. See if people have an interest. In worst case, you're out the cost of ten boxes. Like no, I think I can do fifty based on these, you know, Facebook um, groups. I sold out of all fifty in five days. My husband was so excited. I was at first. I'm like, we should do a shot for everybody who subscribed. And by the I got to the 16th person, I'm like, uh. Can't function that way. So cool! It just took off. I sold out of the second box, the third box. I didn't sell out of just because it was the holidays and I didn't know. So I still have some inventory. I've got like forty or fifty after that. Mm -hmm. This next box is set to sell out. So currently, as of right before this podcast, I'm at three hundred and nineteen subscribers. That's awesome. My first goal was three hundred. Mostly because Louise from Lash Inc. Uh, had told me that's you know kind of what her U.S. subscribers were. So I thought, okay, I got I to gotta get up there with Louise. And so I set it at 300, and I just hit it last week. And here we are, the next box I'm forecasting, 500.
0: That's awesome. What a Great. story.
1: Yeah. And my other thing, too, because I'm big on, like you, like education and wanting to learn everything and then make my own judgment call. I was fortunate enough to have been chosen through a company called Cratejoy. Have you heard of Cratejoy? I think I've
0: heard of that. I have no idea what it is, but maybe I've seen it on something.
1: (laughs) It could have even been on my social media. So they're basically a platform that hosts different subscription boxes. I think when I had heard about it, they had hosted like 4,000 subscription boxes. So... They had just started a program. It's their accelerator program. So myself, and I think there were like 50 other people who were just either just getting started or I had just launched like a month or two before. And it was a six week, intense, super in-depth course of like everything you need to know about how to properly run the business. Mm -hmm. That was so helpful and helped me a lot with the numbers and the Excel spreadsheet all the boring stuff it ended up being named one of their top 10 newly launched boxes of 2018 which is super cool what <laughs> I can see Shelby's face right now she's like what <laughs> yeah it was amazing yeah and I'm like look at me like look at me mom I did something I know. wow <laughs> It's just, it's just great. Like everybody's been pretty positive, but you just get those little negative thoughts throughout your life of like, no, you're not good enough. You don't
0: know enough. It's not going to happen. There's too many other people doing it and look, they failed. It comes from a place of fear. I think some people in my family are sometimes like that as well. When I have like a new idea and you know, people like that are dreamers tend to be really over the top when they get a new idea and they get so excited. It's almost scary for other people because it's like, whoa, you need to slow down and really think about this because I don't want you to fail. And it comes from a good place, but it's also kind of discouraging whenever you're like so excited and you want them to be as excited as you. And sometimes I end up getting upset with people when they're not like, ex- like matching my energy, you know, but that's my husband. my husband is that person that's like, whoa, 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 let's,
1: let's think about this A to Z. And I'm like, no, look, it's sparkly and shiny and I can do it. You
0: know, well, I think that a good business needs both like it needs a passion like that, like the um I won't fail because I won't let myself. And then also like the I won't fail because I have planned this out like from like every angle,
1: you know, because I think there's here's what I told my husband. I'm like, if you don't let me both with the subscription box and with the salon, like if you don't let me at least gather as much information and resources as I can and give it like the old, what do they call it? Like a college try mm-hmm. and do it, you know, not on a whim. If you don't let me try this now, because really now is the time I'm going to regret it. I don't want to look back in 20 years and go, shoulda, coulda, woulda. You know, now these there's all these other lash boxes, which there are. These other lash salons which are slowly coming thank goodness I'm in a, a nice area there aren't very many lash places around here so again it's like now is the time I'm like I'm gonna be so mad at you in 20 years if if this doesn't happen so I think my husband finally realized like okay let's just you know stick a toe in the pool and let's just test it out and see and it's been awesome
0: yeah like I used to feel that way as well like I have to do it right now because someone else is gonna do it and That's how I was like when I started the podcast and then lo and behold, like Paul and Tessany already had their podcast and I had no idea that I wasn't the first one. And then I found out that there was one that was done years ago. So I was way late and it's like, it doesn't matter. Like I've had to really learn this at like, everyone like people love my show people love the lash cast and paul and Tusney. i love their show like i love them you know and tara and everyone and there's room for everyone and people don't just want one thing like i i was a subscriber of ipsy and fabfitfun and like i didn't want to go without either of them you know and i just want well, I- to all three of your podcasts and
1: Quite honestly, unless you're putting, you know, three hours of content out every day, like I need more. I need to be fast. I listen to Lushpreneur all the time. I love me some Tara. I love all of it. So yeah, I think as long as people are doing it the right way, there's room for everybody.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think like this industry like is moving so much more in a positive direction instead of being so cutthroat too, because like this is what like Paul and Tusney and I have been talking about so much is like we're trying to get together more and we're trying to like find ways to collaborate and stuff because it's it's a good example for other people to see like technically we're in the same we're doing the same thing but we both support each other and we mean it you know and like I think more people should be that way like even as just artists you know. Well, it's almost like, too, if you had a job, and, like, I don't know if you
1: saw that viral video going around of some teenage kid who quit his random job and hired, like, the marching band to come in to quit, (laughs) and, like, well, you're never going to be able to use them as, like, a resource or a referral again, so I don't understand the whole, like, building or burning bridges, you know, anywhere that you've worked or, you know, creating enemies. It's just that's so not my vibe at all. Yeah. Like, again I don't know maybe it stems back to like my childhood of like can't I just want everyone to like me and I just want us to all be friends and have a good time
0: yeah that's I was that way as well like I I used to have a really hard time when I found out that somebody wasn't fond of me or um, was talking about me or something and it's so silly really but um, what I learned over the years is like I can't change other people but like I can refuse to engage in something like you know and like I might not reciprocate the hatred back but you can you're still gonna do what you're gonna do like you're still gonna feel how you're gonna feel I'm just gonna continue doing what I'm doing and but in the beginning it used to sting a lot like when because I was like I'm just this girl like chasing her dream and I didn't intend to create any enemies from this but unfortunately I have and sometimes when you're good at what you do you get a target on your back and it's really stupid but that's how it is
1: (laughs) crazy and there's you know like I said there's other lash boxes and and again I don't I never intended to only be the only lash box I knew it was going to happen and so I kind of have my blinders on and I just focus on what can I do to make it really super awesome Mm -hmm. so don't want to go anywhere or you know just subscribe to all of them one owner Miss Emily who reached out from Canada, who's doing her box. And I thought that was so nice that she reached out and she's like, I didn't even know you existed. (laughs) Like I was original too. And she was so nice and kind and asked me, you know, how can we work together? I'm like, well, I don't, it's kind of like Nike and Adidas working together. I don't know how that'll work, but maybe you know maybe we'll think of something down the road and then i've seen other people pop up that have literally copied my verbiage from the website almost down to a t the name the logo everything yeah it's crazy and they don't reach out but i see you i see i i know exactly who you are so quite honestly again it just tells me i'm onto something and i'm doing something really cool and obviously i'm making it it's like figure skating you would watch and you're like gosh they make it so easy I could do that too yeah so I'm like just making it look that easy and they feel they can just take the that's
0: idea so I
1: mean yeah you definitely definitely lose a little bit of sleep over it but I didn't
0: realize you know, that was happening that's not cool at all
1: I think I'm up to like six now <laughs>
0: yeah
1: do you think so, it's just,
0: a scam do you think that they're just like taking I don't, money not not sending things
1: I could go away into this. I don't know. Cause I haven't seen boxes shipping out yet, but I also don't really focus on it and look at the accounts that much anymore. Cause yeah. it just, it does. It stresses me out a little bit, but yeah. again, um, if you're it the right way and you're going to create community and make, you know, build the lash industry up, go for it. And like, ask me questions. People come to me like huge lash companies. Like, Hey, where do you get your boxes? Where do you, you know, how did you do that? Sure. I'll tell you. I don't
0: care. Yeah. It's not going to hurt you any, you know? No. And quite honestly, I've made really good friends with
1: those people and we've all kind of benefited from it. So I just, I just don't understand being
0: nasty. I really
1: do.
0: For sure. So do you have, so since you're a listener of the show, you know this question, do you have a favorite failure, even though it's not technically a failure? I think, goodness, there's probably too many
1: I think, um, organization, even though I'm a Virgo, I'm so not organized again, when it comes to numbers. So going through that crate joy accelerator program helped me put everything into this visual, you know, spreadsheet to help me stay organized. And I notice when I skew from that and think, Oh, I'll just remember, or I'll just put it in like the notes in my phone. Like, oh, I'll get back to it. Things go crazy. I get stressed out. I get anxiety. I'm yelling at my kids and I have to sit back and think like, okay, Katie, what is stressing you out? Like, let's focus on that. And it's always, it always goes back to my, my terrible organizational skills. I have a planner that I just bought to help me, you know, start getting planned. I always, I still am old school. I have to carry my pen and paper around. And then when I get a chance, I try and log into the computer
0: The more, like, we've never talked before other than email and the more, like, I'm talking to you, I'm like, this is so, I feel like I'm talking to myself because I literally do that too. Like, I have, like, 10 different places of to-do lists. I have them on three different notebooks. I have notes in my phone. I have a Google Doc. I have notes on my computer. And it's this cloud that hangs over me that, like, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing because it's on one of the to-do lists that I'm forgetting something. And and sometimes too,
1: like I rate them in my head. I'm like, okay, I know I have these three things I have to get done today. But like really how important is like the number one thing? Like I could probably watch this new Netflix documentary first before I get around to it. And then as I'm watching it, I can feel my chest like tightening up. Like I shouldn't be watching this, I shouldn't be. And it would be something silly, like, you know, emailing a couple people back. Yeah. Yeah. But- and I'm like, I don't want to do that right now. That doesn't fulfill me in this moment. And I don't. And it makes things so much worse.
0: Yes. Um, I And I usually, like, I respond to emails, like, super quickly, like, 24 hours at the most, usually. But lately, I've been, I just have been putting so much on my plate that it's giving me the worst anxiety, the fact that I'm taking a little bit longer to get back to people. And, like, especially whenever I was, like, during doing all my conferences last week, I felt like I couldn't, I couldn't write anybody back. I couldn't do anything because I was just in a completely different mode from like, just being so busy with everything. But um, like I, I get in these modes where I'm like, okay, I'm going to get organized. I'm going to get everything on the same to-do list. And then I go through everything. And then sure enough, I end up like, like writing down whatever, wherever, and buying a new planner and then starting that one, buying a new planner again. Thank you. I
1: can hit you with mine I don't know about you mine comes on the treadmill when I'm at the gym yeah and so a notebook in my car I'm like okay I need to write break these amazing ideas down or when you're getting your lashes done your eyes are closed well see you're lucky I currently work for myself by myself so I don't haven't had my lashes done six or nine months I know it's super sad
0: oh no yeah I get mine done a lot but every single time I'm like are you almost done are you almost done and i just like need to get off because i i have to like go write something down or something mm-hmm. but that's because you have that like entrepreneurial mind it just it's it's kind of sad like it's 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 interesting i will say but it is kind of sad that some people like can't relax like i don't think i'll ever be i probably have so much like cortisol levels or or like my cortisol levels are probably so high because i'm living this constant state of like like just go 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 and like get it all done and like no that's not enough keep doing thinking more things and it's just it's so sad like that we can't be satisfied matter though at the end of the day when you're like oh, like
1: i finished my to do list like i earned everything that i went through today that to me is like the best reward again yes. it's not it goes back to like selling the blow pops like it's not about what you the The tangible things that you can buy. It's the feeling of like, I did it.
0: Yes. Well, like after this phone call, I'll be done with my day. Like I'm caught up on everything that I that fell to the wayside whenever I was at like during like conference week or whatever. And I feel so good. I'm just going to like enjoy my night and I'm so excited. But I think where this comes from, especially with entrepreneurs, is like this need for like this work life balance that everyone keeps talking about. And it's like, we don't like that necessarily. Like I'm good. I love just working all the time. I don't know if you're the same, but I don't like to structure my time as like, this is work and this is everything not work. I sometimes love working 12 hours a day on the computer and with in the salon and like at home and doing calls and whatever it is. And then some days I don't want to do anything. And I would rather just live my day like how I want to do it that day versus thinking like oh, I need to be doing all of these things or, oh, I don't need to be doing anything. Like I I don't know how to not be working or I'm a workaholic and that have like such a negative stigma with it. But like I this is what I like. This is how I like to function. Wait until you have kids. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I don't know what that's going to be like. I, I can't imagine, um, which if you're not, that's totally great. (laughs) I do. I do want them so bad. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to change like my work ethic and stuff. It, honestly,
1: I don't. I don't know that it changes your work ethic. It just changes how late you're up every night. Oh my god! <laughs> best work hours. I think like all of our emails were probably between like nine p.m. and one a.m. It's just that's kind of like that's my me time. Even going to the gym, that's kind of my spa time. That's when you know you're busy. Is when your your quiet time is on this noisy treadmill. Oh my but gosh. that's, that's so when fun. like inspiration hits. So. Yeah. You can totally still make it work. It just, your hours are, you know, you maybe get a couple hours less of sleep, but it's so worth it too.
0: Wow. I don't even, I don't know. We'll see.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, a too, that's always an option.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm so looking forward to having kids, but at the same time, I really enjoy like not having them right mm-hmm. now.
1: Trust me, I look back from, you know, even before being married and I'm like, gosh, I had all this time and felt like I was so overwhelmed and didn't have time for anything. I had all the time in the world. And I was in school and I worked full time in a salon and I always had a part time job too, because that was my thing I didn't want debt. So I paid school as I went and graduated yes. debt free. So it took me five years for a two year degree, but it can be done. Yes. But I, oh my gosh, why didn't I start a subscription box way back then when mm-hmm. I had extra time. So I mean, shoulda, coulda, woulda.
0: Yeah. So going back to the box, what, like, tell us a little bit about it. Like what is in it? And (laughs) we're here today to talk about, I feel like I just made a So
1: the box, so the way I priced everything, it's $47. That includes free shipping to U.S. residents. And I priced it that way because I feel like that's really the average price of a fill, which in a perfect world, wouldn't it be like 60 or $70 for an hour? worth of time. But so for $47, they're getting um, on average about $150 worth of retail products inside the box. It's delivered right to their door. They don't have to think about, you know, what new adhesive or what new flash conference or what new, you know, podcast, if anybody's listening and anybody is getting the January, February boxes, Shelby's actually in there. So, So it's a great way to kind of learn about what's going on in the industry. And in each box, I always have um, three different like tiers of items. So you always get your staple items. It could be things like your lashes, lashes tweezers, adhesives. And then I'm big on retail as well. Um, I feel like that could be a whole new podcast too, is to talk about how people can upsell just not only their services, but also um, products.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I have products in there that they can retail to their clients or again, to be totally you know, scrappy, I'm all about being scrappy, take an item that you're like, man, I don't really care too much and retail it to your client and make some of that money back that you just paid the $47 you paid and get feedback and see how they liked it and then go and order wholesale from these companies and start incorporating more retail. And then again, just going back to the fact that we like to get stuff for ourselves, there is always at least one or two items in there that they can use just to pamper themselves, I'm looking at like a bath bomb. Um, I love kini bands. She's been in majority of my boxes. So they're little, you know, lash hair ties or spa headbands or something that you can, like some kind of personal use item. Yes. Not just for your business. It's kind of for yourself too.
0: That's cool.
1: And um, then check with your, you know, accountant too. But it's a, a tax write-off. It's a supply cost.
0: Yeah, it is. Um So. Do you try to work with different brands each time, or do you have a lot of the same brands sometimes um, doing more than one box with you?
1: Good question. Um,
0: So I try
1: not to get too focused on, you know, just the big companies. I think, again, going back to, I think there's room for everybody. So I do host the big, the large companies, the small companies, the ones who've been around for forever. And the ones who are just getting started, there's some really awesome new up and coming companies that their adhesives, the tweezers are like knocking my socks off and they're way better than some of the big box companies that I've used. So I think there's room for everybody. I have had companies come back and I've I've had a couple say, can I be in every box? Cause this is really cool. So there's, you know, there's something for everybody. And then In their each box too, there's an info card that has all the companies listed, their websites, and then some promotional codes where you can get an extra 10, 20, 30% off or free shipping, whatever they want to offer. And then I also have a, again, because I'm old and I still love Facebook, um, I have a secret Facebook group called the LAB Subscriber Society. You do have to be a subscriber to gain access into that group. I think I've got about half of my subscribers in there now because, again, I think the younger gals don't really do Facebook as much. So I can tell it's I don't want to call us the older generation, but basically anybody older than 30 that's still on Facebook. So it's a really good opportunity to have those companies come in and talk about what sets them apart from everybody else. And kind of, again, just, I love to hear people's stories of how it got started and what sets them apart and answer, you know, questions. They can really pretty much do almost anything they want within that group. And it's really just a safe place for lash artists to go You know, it's just a really good uh, source of inspiration. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. I feel like It's something like I hadn't really seen a lash box at all. I have seen Emily's. She's actually going to be on the show later this month. But I I think it's really cool what you're doing because you see in the forums or everywhere really like what is your favorite this and what is your favorite that and this is perfect for that kind of girl that hasn't doesn't have like necessarily her favorites yet or like maybe has been using the same stuff forever and kind of wants to see what else is out there.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. Yep. That's why it started. That's so cool.
1: I um, yes. a special code for anybody listening to this show. If they jump on the website, which is lashartistbox.com, they can go and subscribe, and they will receive $5 off their first box by using the code LASHBOSS5. So L-A-S-H-B-O-S-S 5, the number 5.
0: I'll put that info in the show notes, too, that so that people can like read it there. But thank you for doing that for everyone. I know that um, you'll get some more subscribers from that in – that's really cool. I'm really excited for you. And I think you're doing awesome things. I am going to totally stalk you on this team-based pay thing. Yeah, I, I will be sharing like my detailed story about like the conversion and how like it affected the team, any like fears that some people had and like how I handled it and just like what it's done for the company here in the year. But so far, so good. I absolutely love it. So, yeah, good luck with everything that you're doing. Thank you so much. So before we hop off, what are some other exciting things that you have going on this year besides like opening the salon and the Lash Artist Box? Besides all of
1: that, I'm super excited that I was nominated for three NALA awards, one for customer service, which is a very big deal to me. I write for Lash Inc. magazine and majority of my articles are about customer service. And I think a lot of people in this industry Kind of forget about the power of really good customer service. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited about that nomination. I was nominated for um, Industry Advocate Award and also for Good Earth Award. So a lot of people don't realize this, and I think I don't preach it as much as I probably should, but for every box that's sold, um, a tree is planted in their honor. So since we're using up, you know, all this cardboard and it is recycled cardboard and it uses a special, you know, vegan kind of ink and blah, 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 it still uses up some trees. So for every box that we, you know, generate, we're trying to plant a tree and it's place too, which is really, really cool. That is really
0: cool. I don't think I've ever heard about that. I don't know if other companies do that, but that's the first I've ever heard of someone doing that. That's cool. It's an organization called
1: One Tree Planted. So for every dollar that you donate, it um, plants a tree and I got started with that in my salon. Here's another idea. (laughs) One of my thousand on the treadmill Brainiac ideas. So, you know, me being an independent contractor in the salon, I think it was last May, I decided that for every single service I did, whether it was, you know, a lash fill, a brow wax, a haircut, whatever it was, I would donate a dollar for each service. So I ended up donating $150 just by myself. And so it got me thinking, like, that's great for me, but I feel like it doesn't really make that big of a dent in the industry. So maybe you, if you have ideas or any of the listeners have an idea, I ended up grabbing the domain. It's powerfully pretty, it's F U L L powerfully pretty. I haven't even made a website for it yet, but here's here's my thought and give me wow. some feedback. So again, it's hard being a one-man show and I feel like I don't make a dent. So what if we created a platform that, you know, maybe every three months or six months we can all take like a community vote and decide what organization we want to donate to, whether it's Red Cross or, you know, even if it's something personal, if somebody's, you know, house burned down or somebody's going through chemo or whatever it's. Yes. And we've all worked the greater good and raised, you know, big amounts of money as a team.
0: And then onto something that could be so cool because eventually it could be so well known like that organization powerfully pretty could be so well known that it's like for every dollar that you spend, like we're donating to or for every dollar you spend for every service that you get. We're going to donate a dollar to powerfully pretty you know and it could be this thing and then whatever cause it's going towards like for example the the fires that just happened in California like something like that like what you are so smart that'd be so cool <laughs>
1: So how may come up with ideas of what we can do with it I gotta double check that the domain is still definitely there it should be um and that nobody you know, that's
0: listening go steal it don't do that that's
1: <laughs> yeah, nobody's my idea everybody else can steal any other idea don't steal that Yeah. And I just want to do something really, really cool. And I know, you know, I've hosted other, um, gosh, what is the name of hers? Um, she wants to start recycling, you know, our lash products. And I think that's awesome. So I'm still, I'm trying to think of like the bigger picture of what that could turn into. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, what is the name
0: of her stuff? Amethyst Lounge, Jessie. Jessie. Yeah. She, I, I, uh, interviewed her, her, episode is probably coming out like a few episodes before this
1: oh good yes so she's one of the people like she put an info card in the box too talking about you know recycling things and doing good
0: purpose is what it is thank you (laughs) i was i i blanked too but that yep that's what it is and she's awesome as well like she does um a recycling program yeah yeah, I think, yeah,
1: and I think there was even some program where they would, like, take the used spoolies and donate, donate them to, like, squ- squirrels. Does that like sound right?
0: a wildlife. Um, yeah, like they brush the little animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I love that stuff. Yeah, I think it's great, and this industry is so wasteful, if you really think about it, like, the backing of the iPads and the packaging of the iPads and, like, everything that, like, our supplies are packaged in is plastic or cardboard or something and it just gets well I try to recycle every single thing but um, some of the stuff can't be recycled like did you know like just film like like plastic film almost can't be recycled did you know mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. yeah it's like like a serene Wrap. yeah like um I saw it on there was like an infomercial not an infomercial but just kind of a PSA for Austin Texas on TV one time and it was like it was just really corny, but it was like showing people like using something and they're like, Nope, you can't recycle that. And like, and I was like, wait, you can't recycle those things. There was a news. I it might've been on like an
1: episode of when Oprah was still on or some kind of show where this family didn't, they created enough waste to fit inside this like glass jar yeah, over like, and it was like a lollipop
0: wrapper. And I'm like, how do you even do that? But they made it work. It's yeah. insane. I know my, um, at home, My trash can is always less full than my recycling bin, which I feel really good about. But it's so sad because I'm only just one person. But, you know, you want to advocate for the right things. And it's cool that you're wanting to go in that direction. You're already doing it with the tree thing and and Jesse, too, you know? Yeah, I'm just glad to be here, glad to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. So last thing before I let you go is do you have a motto or... I would say,
1: this is so just randomly off the top of my head, I would say just be a good person and do good shit. Treat everybody the way that you want to be treated, whether that's your customers, your family, co-workers, everything. Just, again, I don't understand negativity. I can't wrap my brain around it. And just kind of, you know, make things, I think somebody said this in one of your podcasts too, like walk away from something with it, you know, trying to make it better, see the earth, you know, a little clear a little better. What am I trying to say?
0: Leave Um, it better than you found it.
1: Yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm such a huge advocate in that. And I think that's why we work in this industry is because we want to make, even though it's, you know, again, my husband's like, what are these cellulums makes feel really pretty. It helps to build confidence. And we are making people feel better than the way that they originally walked in. Yeah. You know, you could be, their one exciting appointment that whole day, that whole week, that whole month, you get to make somebody's day. And I think that's so powerful.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. If you're interested in receiving the Lash Artist Box, you can do so by clicking the link in the show notes. You can also find Lash Artist Box on Instagram under Lash Artist Box. And make sure to let us know if you listen today, just tag Lash Boss Radio and of course Lash Artist Box. How many times can I say Lash Artist Box in this outro? But I hope you guys have a great week and I'll be back very soon for the next episode.